With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Want to show off your patriotism and love for firearms? You need to check out Goat Guns. Our authentic die-cast miniature gun replicas are a great way to celebrate your rights while adding a unique and high-quality item to your collection. They are fun to build and make a great display addition to your office, man cave, or anywhere you want to show off your collection. Start your collection today at GoatGuns.com. Chelsea are back in for Enzo Fernandez. The Blues bid for Leon right back and Hakim Ziyech could still exit this window. Hello there guys, Daniel Childs back here again for another episode of Let's Talk Chelsea. Breaking down the latest news surrounding Stamford Bridge. Hope you're doing well, hope you're keeping safe on this Monday as we enter this kind of weird period for Chelsea. There's no game next weekend. The next game is the following Friday at home to Fulham in the Premier League. You can kind of look at this two ways positive negative I think the positives do outweigh the negative of this break mainly Graham Potter having some time on the training pitch at Cobham to get his ideas into these players after a very busy period he hasn't had much of that since taking over in September and also I think mainly and many of you are thinking of this right now is getting those injured players back hopefully by the time we get to that Fulham game but in today's episode it's going to be about transfers because we're getting closer to the end of the January transfer window which has always already been pretty busy from a Chelsea perspective based on January transfer window expectations but this week could be absolutely mental from a Chelsea perspective and knowing our club it probably is going to be mental in some way shape or form but we're going to get into it uh, regarding Enzo Fernandez, right back situation potential sales and all of the repercussions because of that and how is Todd Bowley acting in this mental period for Chelsea Football Club before we do if you're new around here make sure to hit that subscribe button make sure to hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of the uploads when you do that it definitely enrages Arsenal fans about Chelsea's transfer business a little further and if you hit the like button I think it does it even more so that's obviously a good thing Um, it also increases the chance of Chelsea signing a midfielder finally in this transfer window and if you're listening on the podcast thank you so much for tuning in Son of Chelsea is a part of the 90 men podcast network but let's get into the news firstly here from Adam Newson of Football London Chelsea set to approach Benfica over Enzo Fernandez deal before the transfer window closes football.london understands the Blues made the Argentine midfielder a priority target before the January transfer window opened and held several rounds of talks with Benfica over a deal. However, the Portuguese side stood firm on their £105 million valuation, a figure Chelsea were ultimately not prepared to meet. So now it's come out from Portugal, it's come out from several sources that Chelsea are back in trying to 
get the deal over the line. Enzo Fernandez apparently still uh, hopeful a deal could be done. Apparently he's still open to joining Chelsea this month. This would be huge. It really would. And I said in my last episode that I'm not a big fan of Chelsea just signing any midfielder. It has to be, a, for me, a, a quality midfielder, one that I, I would consider a plan A. And I think that Enzo Fernandez falls into that category. It really does. And if you're going to spend large amounts, I've always believed that you spend it in central midfield, which has always been the key area. I'm still doubtful, given the time left in this transfer window, um, the money that's already been spent. I don't think that's going to stop Chelsea spending more, but Moises Casado, we'll see how that develops with apparently Chelsea making an, making an improved bid after that £55 million bid was rejected last week. Um, could we sign both? I'm going to pose that question right now. I know it seems mental to think about, but we will see how it develops. Um, Enzo would be a massive addition. It really would uh, for, for the complexion of what I think this Chelsea team would look like for the rest of the season. Enzo Fernandez is not Declan Rice. He's not the number six profile of kind of that dominant ball-winning midfielder that maybe we've wanted since Nemanja Matic, but he is someone clearly on the ball who could add a quality in the final third, particularly transitioning the ball and finding those passes that some of our new players like Mikhailo Mudrik could really feed off. So we will see how this one develops. Another one that's exciting me today is via Matt Law in the Telegraph and Chelsea apparently are to bid for Leon right back Malu Gusto as Todd Bowley spending nears 500 million. Chelsea are lining up a bid, having spent almost most 500 million since the Bowley and Clear Lake Capital takeover last summer. Chelsea have pinpointed a backup right back to Reese James and at least one new midfielder as priorities. And the interest in 19-year-old Gusto is part of a strategic plan to provide James with cover and competition from someone with the right age and profile. I'm not an expert on Malo Gusto, and I, my my expertise on career mode do not count in this, even though I did get the guy on career mode last year, and he was absolutely brilliant, and he turned out to be a brilliant signing. We can't use that as my expertise, unfortunately, but I am excited about the profile, listening to people who watch this player, and kind of the things that I want from a, a cover right back for Reese James are... You're never going to find another Reese James. You're not going to find someone with comparable quality, in my opinion, unless you are spending 100, probably more than that in the current market, 100 million. But for me, it's about having someone who, when Reese is not there, you don't see this massive drop-off in kind of a player who, who has speed, who has quality on the ball, who's going to help Chelsea stay up the pitch, I think, cover for some of our slower defenders. That's the big issue and drop in profile that we've seen recently between Cesar Azpilicueta and Reese James. I think that Potter has found an all right balance in recent games, moving Trevor Chalabar to a right back position. I, I don't think that's worked badly. I mean, we've got two clean sheets out of the games against Palace and Liverpool, but you still want someone who I think complements the attacking side of the pitch a lot better. And I don't think Trevor for his qualities offers that as a right back. And he kind of does naturally, I think, feel a right centre-back role when he goes there. So I like the idea of this. Hopefully you're you're buying a, a motivated player. And particularly we've seen from Benoit Badiashile, the transition from French football to Premier League football seems to be a consistent thing that's a little bit more consistent in being wins for you in the transfer market. I know everyone's going to be screaming Tim Way Bakioko, but not just from a Chelsea perspective, we've seen at other clubs as well. 
I, I do get the sense that there seems to be a nice transition there. And I think you could bring in a player like Gusto who is going to be motivated to improve and, and particularly falls into that young bracket and category of player that Chelsea have been targeting for the future. Probably another seven or eight year contract, as we know, and won't cost, I think, the world this this month. And I think could be the player Chelsea need. Let me know in the comments below who you'd be targeting, because I think right back is key. For the rest of this season, it really is, uh, in my opinion. We're going to speak about Hakim Ziyech. Ben Jacobs tweeting earlier, a Hakim Ziyech exit before the window shuts is still a possibility. Several suitors have inquired with Roma the latest. Ziyech's wages are still a stumbling block to some clubs. One to watch this week. So before the World Cup, I think most of us were resigned to the fact or just kind of accepted that Ziyech leaving in January... It's kind of expected. I mean, he nearly left in the summer and there were talks of a return to Ajax. That did not happen. And given his lack of game time, you know, the way he was kind of performing or just the mood around him, the mood maybe of the player not wanting to be here that much longer, you kind of felt like, yeah, he's probably going to move on. But watching Ziyech in recent weeks and watching his importance to the Chelsea team, you couple that with the injury problems we've had for Christian Pulisic and Raheem Sterling. Sterling reports suggest he actually could be back in the next fortnight, which is great news, but Christian Pulisic is going to be out for months and, you know, Nori Madawake, of course, we've bought now and we've got Mikhailo Mudrik. We have got options in those areas, but more and more I've been convinced with Ziyech, um, particularly with a Mudrik, for instance. We saw the combination between those two that could be quite encouraging in, in weeks to come. And the fact that Ziyech created a key winner against Crystal Palace the week before. I'm more and more leaning we keep Ziyech for the rest of the season. Of course, the player has a say in this situation. But I think for Chelsea and for Graham Potter, Ziyech I don't think is a long-term player for Chelsea. And I think that the the buyers of, of Madawake and Mudrik say as much. They obviously do, and, and the players Chelsea are targeting. Ziyech is, what, getting close to 30 now. I don't think he's going to be here beyond this season, in my opinion. He probably will depart in the summer. But I do think, based on what he provides, even if at times it is a little bit predictable, can be effective for Chelsea on that right side. And I think the Potter is starting to utilise that player a lot better and, and offers creativity, which is something we've always said in this Chelsea team, is, is greatly lacking that. So, I would keep Ziyech for the rest of the season. I would, based on the circumstances and the context of not only his form, but the injury problems Chelsea continue to have. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree? Would you be okay with Ziyech leaving? Let me know in the comments below. But that is it for the news today. I, you know, at this time of the season and with transfer stuff the way it is, you, you were kind of scared to say anything and, and particularly pre-record stuff at the moment uh, because knowing my luck, I'll upload this and Chelsea have agreed a fee for Enzo Fernandez or it's a collapsed again and we have some mad other transfer news. Let me know your opinions on all the stories today in the comments below. Follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea and I will see you again very soon. All the best. Podcast Network.